Hey guys, so I recorded my very first podcast. I recorded um, a little segment like with my backstory, um, telling you guys why um, I decided to start making a podcast. And I've decided to re record it, not because I didn't like it, but because I had used some people's names in there and I just feel like I need to avoid that. So I'm gonna kinda, if you've already heard the podcast about my background story, this is it's basically the same thing, just a more, I guess, politically correct version, you could say. I don't know. But, um, so I decided to name my podcast From the Ashes because I feel like I came from rock bottom and I was you know, I rose from the ashes. I rose from the flames that just burnt my life down. And, um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm going to tell you about is my little backstory and why I'm doing this and, um, where I came from to get here. So this might be a little lengthier than the rest of my podcasts. I really intend on being, but, um, I want you guys to understand where I come from and uh, what's, what's given me the motivation to do this. So, uh, I was unsure at first if I was going to share this with people or just use it as a journal for myself. And I've been encouraged by a lot of close friends and family to share it. So I'm going to go through and kind of redo some things and make it a little more public friendly. Um, but it's very, it's going to be very raw. I'll be honest. There will probably be some trigger warnings for those of you that have been through some things in life. Um, But I want it to be real because even though I'm not proud of everything I've been through, like this is my life and this is raw and real and I want people to, that can relate to understand that I'm giving the rawest, truest version of what happened to the best of my ability. So um, we'll go back clear to second grade. (laughs) Um, Second grade they found a brain tumor on my pituitary gland. Um, so a lot of my childhood, I was very sick. I was, I had a lot of hormonal issues. I was in and out of, uh, children's hospitals down in Denver testing. Um, my doctors did a lot of testing. Um, I was very blessed to have parents that genuinely cared about my health. They knew something was wrong with me. They knew I was sick and they continued to take me to doctors, continued to get me tested until they figured out what was wrong. And I am so grateful for that. I was so blessed to have parents that genuinely cared about my health and my well-being. And um, so I, I did spend a lot of time in and out of um, doctor's offices and children's hospitals and things like that. Um, of course, brain surgery is not the first thing that doctors rush into with a child. So they did a lot of testing, trying to figure out why, what the tumor was causing, what was happening and whatnot. Um, fast forward to 2012. Yeah. 2012. Um, it was very, very sick. Um, 2012, I was, I was, um, dating my ex-boyfriend and, um, 
he's he's a, he's a very good man. Uh, we're still friends to this day. I see him every once in a while when I visit the state he lives in. He's a good person. He's a good human being. I have no hard feelings towards him whatsoever. I still consider him a friend. Um, we were very young, very young. Um, a lot of our issues had to do with immaturity. But I feel like that was my first adult relationship. It was my first. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 15. Um, to no fault of theirs, but I, some, I guess somewhat adult relationship, but I, I moved in with him. Um, but it was my first relationship with like adult responsibilities, bills, you know, we live together, things like that. Um, with me having a brain tumor, I had pressure on my frontal lobe. I had really bad mood swings, temper issues, um, anxiety, panic attacks. I was a lot to deal with. It was hard to handle. It was hard on my parents. It was hard on my boyfriend at the time. Um, but in 2012, I started testing and we found out that I have a disease called Cushing's, Cushing's disease, which, um, causes pituitary tumors. Uh, we had read an article in the paper and this girl had all of the symptoms that I had, including the pituitary tumor and, um, it was her story and her mother was a lawyer in town and my mom contacted her mom and we got a hold of the doctor she used and it ended up being um, a man out of Los Angeles. He discovered the disease, was founding the treatments for it. Um, I honestly believe that I got the best doctor I could have had for it and I'm thankful for that. Um, but my boyfriend at the time left me, like, right after I found out I had, there was a possibility I had this disease, like, during all of this testing, and, um, like I said, I don't have any hard feelings against him, we were young, but that was my first feeling of, like, betrayal by my significant other, um, now I had had you know, I haven't really had the greatest track record with men, and you're going to hear more about that, um, you know, in, in this, this podcast about my backstory. I had always kind of been betrayed by men my whole life. Um, I was molested by a family member growing up, but this was my first kind of feeling of, like, betrayal from, like, a significant other, and, um, I felt really alone. Like, you know, I had my family, I had an amazing support system, but you're, when you're young and in love, you feel like, oh, you know, like you're heartbroken. And, um, I felt like I was in it alone a lot, um, after he left. And so after, after that happened, we started more testing and found out that I was going to have to have brain surgery. Um, before my brain surgery, before we found out I was going to have to have brain surgery, I met my ex-fiance. Um, he was absolutely amazing to me during this time. He was there for me. He took care of me when I was sick. His family was incredible. They were so supportive. Um, I will never be able to repay him for what he did for me during that time or his family. Um, I, I, I just, I can never thank him enough for what he did for me during that time. But, um, he was there for my brain surgery. He was actually, he was a welder on the pipeline, making really good money. He even quit his job to like stay home and take care of me. He was 
basically like my CNA, my home nurse for a while. I was in a wheelchair for a little bit after my brain surgery and he was very good to me through all of that. Um, we decided, we got engaged and decided we were going to get married. And um, a few weeks, well, maybe, I think it was like six weeks or so before our wedding. Um, now, we had been through my brain surgery together. I'm healthy at this point. I'm, I'm healing. I'm doing good. Um, he cheated on me with one of our so-called friends. And um, so that ended... I uh, moved out of the house we had bought together and he had moved his new girlfriend in shortly after and I was just I was devastated you know I thought I was gonna marry this man I thought we were gonna have kids together he had been there for me through one of the toughest times of my life I was heartbroken I was at a really low point in my life I was I didn't know what to do I was young and honestly just devastated um so I met my ex-husband during this time. Um, it was very shortly after we split. Um, and like I say, I'm not proud of this, but it's raw and it's real and it's what happened. So I just want you guys to, anybody that can relate to understand like you're not alone and it's your past is a part of you. It doesn't define you, but it's something that happened and it's okay to accept it and to be open about it. Um, so I met my ex-husband during this time of me being extremely low. Uh, he was a walking red flag. He was everything that I should have never entertained. I should have walked away from the second I met him. But he was wild. He was fun. And he made me forget about my broken heart. Um, sh very shortly after I started seeing him, I had lost a baby with him. I had a miscarriage. And this is all due to my hormonal issues with my disease. I knew my whole life that fertility and pregnancy would be a struggle for me. So it wasn't like a surprise, but it didn't make it hurt any less. It was, it was, it was hard on me. Um, cause I've always known that I was meant to be a mom and wanted to be a mom. Um, but before I knew it, I was in an extremely abusive relationship with this man that I had no idea I had no idea what I was in for. I had no idea who he was. Um, he's a narcissist. He's a sociopath. He's a psychopath. He, I, I now, looking back, I, I truly believe that there is a huge possibility that he has mental illness. Yeah, severe. Um, but I had no idea who I was with. I was living with this man in a relationship with this man, lost a baby with this man, and I had no idea who he was. Um, he was lying to me about his life, so many things. He had children that I didn't know existed. Um, I mean, just lifetime movie kind of stuff. Like, I knew it was real. I knew that those things existed, but you don't really realize until it happens to you, like, how real those things are. Um, he's very abusive, physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, uh, part of me is ashamed that I didn't leave sooner, but the other part of me, like, unless you've been in a relationship with somebody like that in a domestic violence 
kind of situation or in a relationship with a narcissist, you don't realize how hard it is to leave. Um, Part of me was afraid to leave. He had made threats on my family. Uh, He kept sucking me back in. Part of it was I had a really big heart, and he knew that, and he played on that. Um, I have a really big heart, I guess I should say, as I'm gone away. But um, he played on that, and he used that to his advantage, and he manipulated a lot of situations. And it's not easy to leave. And unless you've experienced that, people don't realize how hard that can be. Um, but, you know, and what a lot of people don't talk about is when you're in an abusive relationship, it's not all bad. And when it's bad, it's really bad. But when it's good, it's, it can be really good. And that's what makes it so confusing and so hard for that person to leave the situation. Um, but I, um, had tried to leave the relationship a couple times and he kept sucking me back in and um before I knew it I was pregnant with baby number two and I we 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 decided we were going to get married for insurance purposes which is totally against like my morals and my beliefs but at the time that's what makes sense made sense to me at the time it sounded like the right thing to do and partly because of how I was raised you know I was raised that you get married and then you have a baby and those things but um so we planned a wedding uh I lost that baby two weeks before our wedding we were um going to announce the pregnancy at our wedding because I would have been in my second trimester and when we lost the baby, we decided to get married anyways. We had already sent out invitations and things like that. Um, my own father didn't want to walk me down the aisle. I should have known then. I shouldn't have done it. But I don't regret anything. Um, I would go back and do it all over again because it's made me who I am today. But, um, so, got married. Uh, the abuse just continued to get worse. Um this man, he would, he would beat me. He would rape me if I didn't want to have sex with him. Um, he had held me hostage at gunpoint overnight twice. (laughs) Why I went back after the first time, I don't know, but it just, it just continued to escalate and escalate. Um, and I, as, as hard as this is to admit, I was so low in my self-worth and I loved myself so little that I had accepted the fact that he would kill me someday. And I just, I, I was so low. Um, I did not love myself at all. Um, I was definitely just rock bottom. Uh, and then I got pregnant with my daughter. She is now two years old Uh, she was conceived actually on her honeymoon Um, he I had filed for divorce and finally decided to leave and I found out I was pregnant with her two days after I filed for divorce so I had to refile for divorce with a child Um, and then at about 16 weeks I decided to let him back into my life again um, to be a part of the pregnancy and to try and be a dad. And I don't regret that now because I know 
Um, I know that he had his chance and he ruined it. Um, I don't have to live with like, what if I would have given him a chance? You know, would he have been a good dad? Just not a good significant other, you know, things like that. I don't have to worry about that because now I know. So I don't regret it. I would do it again. Um, but when my daughter was two months old, um, he had ripped her out of my arms during a physical altercation. She was crying. He was mad. He ripped her out of my arms. And that was enough for me. That was the first time that I knew in my mind I was done. Like I was never going to ever look back. And it's sad to say, but I didn't love myself enough to leave, but I loved my little girl enough to leave. And I decided right then and there, I don't want my daughter growing up in this environment. I don't want her around this man in these situations. I don't want her to get hurt. I don't want her him to treat her the way he's treated me. I wanted a better life for her. And so I set up um, visitations through a court program here. It's a supervised court program. The judge ordered that he be breathalyzed and drug tested before he's allowed to see her. And when it came time for his drug test, he quit showing up to his visits. So he hasn't been in her life since she was two months old. Um, he doesn't pay child support. Every once in a while, he'll go on the books and they'll garnish his checks. But um, I'm a single mom. I do it by myself. Um, she doesn't have a father, and thankfully so. Um, but when I walked out of that courtroom the day of my divorce, I, I, I made a promise to myself that I was going to be happy and I was going to do it for my little girl and I was going to get my life back and I was going to take it back and I was going to show her that it doesn't matter the cards that you're dealt in life. All that matters is how you play them and that no matter what hand you're dealt, you can make something of yourself if you work hard enough and you set your mind to it and you can be happy and you can live the life you want to live no matter what you've been through. And so I set some goals for myself um, in so many areas. I have really big dreams and really big goals. And I think hitting rock bottom like that made me realize what was important to me. Um, I had lost sight of so many things. Um, I had such little self-worth that, I mean, I had gotten extremely, extremely overweight. I have now lost over 100 pounds. I have really big fitness goals, health goals. Um my biggest thing that I realized is how much I had let my love for my horses and barrel racing and rodeo go. That's always been such a big passion of mine. Um, it's not something I grew up in. I don't come from a ranching background. I don't come from money. I don't come from um, a family that's in that world. It was just something that I believe God put on my heart when I was a little girl. And that's okay that my family is not really in that world. It's, it's my dreams. It's something that I feel God put on my heart. And, um, so like, it's always been a little bit more of a struggle for me because I don't have, you know, the financial support that a lot of people that grow up in the horse world do. You know, I don't have my parents, they support me with what they can. They help me with what they can, but um, they're not rich. You know, I don't, I've never been spoon fed. Um, I've had to work hard for everything I've got, everything in the horse world I have. I've earned myself all of the connections I've made. I've made myself. I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't born with any of that. So it's always been 
what I feel like is a lot harder for me than some of the girls I compete against in that area. But I know that my love for it is big enough that I can achieve what I want to achieve with it if I work hard enough. Um, So it kind of just like reset my mindset and made me realize how important that was to me, how important, you know, my horses and barrel racing was. That was always like my sanity, my therapy. Um, Growing up, that's what makes me happy. That's what I love. Um, What pushes me to do better in life. Um, So I set really big goals for myself with that. Um, And granted, it's going to take me a while to get where I want to go. I have really big dreams, but um, I'm a single mom. I'm on a budget. I have to do a little at a time. And I'm still healing. I've spent you know, the last couple of years, my divorce was finalized July of 2017, it's January of 2020. And I've, I've been, you know, working on myself and just healing and trying to better, better myself as a person and, uh, work towards my goals and my dreams step by step. Um, I've started EDM, EDMR, uh, therapy. It's PTSD therapy for, um, they use it on soldiers a lot, but it's, just my way of trying to heal from some of the abuse that happened. I've really just been working on myself and I'm determined to be successful in my life and happy with my life. And I have a lot of people that come to me um, for advice and, you know, especially women. I've noticed um, women that are in abusive situations, you know, how did you leave? Like, um, where, where do I start from here? How do I find myself again? And so I think I decided to make this because I'm hoping it can help somebody somewhere someday. And I want everybody to know that, you know, it doesn't matter where you start. You can always, you can always restart. You can always start a new life, take your life back. Um, sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom to realize what you want and what you need and sometimes that's the motivation you need to do something about your life and to take it back. And I've learned a lot of lessons through the things that I've been through in my lifetime. And I feel like I can share those with others and maybe it'll help them. Um, I've had so many of my friends tell me, like, you need to write a book. Um, a lot of people come to me for advice. And so I feel like this is my way of doing that. I thought a podcast would be a good way to start. Um, so I'm hoping that, that this can help somebody somewhere someday. That's my intentions with this. Um, so I'm just going to be doing little segments about like food for thought, life lessons I've learned, tips that I have, things that have helped me along my journey, um, insight that I have. Um, I feel like sometimes you just need some sort of motivation from an outside source to just give you that extra bump to work towards something or to get out of a slump or to start over. Um, So I'll do a lot about talking about, you know, things I've learned, um, thoughts I have, what I did to find myself again and learn to love myself again. Um, A lot of it relates to things that I'm going to in my life, but um, yeah, I I hope this helps somebody. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, 
I'll be posting more. If you do hear this and you have feedback, I'd love to hear it. Um, feel free to message me, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, if you know me personally, get a hold of me. I'd love to know what everybody thinks about it. But um, I guess my goal is just if I can help somebody, that's what I want to do. So I hope you guys have an awesome day. Um, smile, stay positive, love yourself, and I will be on here later.